Can Alvin Kamara get back out on the field this weekend for the New Orleans Saints going up against the New York Jets? And how will that impact this battle of BYU quarterbacks? We've got everything you need to know about the Saints up against the Jets on this crossover episode. Locked on Jets, locked on Saints. Let's get it. You are locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome into this Locked On Crossover Thursday episode. We've got Locked On Jets. We've got Locked On Saints. Very glad to be here with you. And thanks so much, as always, for making this Locked On Crossover Thursday your first listen of the day. I'm Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints podcast at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. That is John Butchko, host of Locked On Jets. John, very excited to be here with you and very excited for this matchup coming up this weekend. Ross, we only get to do, do this once every four years. So I know. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Very glad to be able to do it. And this Locked On Crossover episode is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero, a first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now over at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit. Match on this crossover episode, we're going to go ahead and break down a couple of different things. We're going to start off with some of the biggest stories for both of this, both of these teams. Take a look at some key matchups and take a look at some keys to victory. What each team has to do in order to get a win on Sunday and play a little bit of either or. We're going to have a little bit of fun here at the end of the episode as well. But I want to start with the big stories, John. Those New York Jets right now, the Saints traveling to uh, to the, you know, the Jets to take them on this weekend. What are the biggest stories right now around the Jets that everyone needs to know? Well, I think the obvious one would be Zach Wilson's play. It's no secret that it's been a struggle this year for Zach Wilson. There's been more bad than good so far. There have been some promising moments. Wilson, I think, did improve last week against the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. when I watched the film over you saw him kind of taking what was there, which has been an issue in the early stages of the year. Too frequently, he's been trying to force things, and that's led to some mistakes. But if you get past Zach Wilson, I think you got to look at the injury situation for the Jets because sure. there are lots of key players who missed practice on Wednesday. You have Tevin Coleman, who's in the concussion protocol, who took over as the lead back because Michael Carter got hurt. In addition to Michael Carter, the first one, you also have Michael Carter, the second. This is an amazing story. The Jets took two (laughs) players named Michael Carter in the draft last year. It's Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina. Michael Carter, the second, a slot corner from Duke. Both have been playing very effectively, but Michael Carter, the second, is also in the concussion protocol. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, a guy the Jets acquired at the deadline who really has helped stabilize the right guard position over the Mm -hmm. last couple weeks. He got injured last weekend against Philadelphia. He did not practice with an ankle injury. Elijah Moore, who's been coming on as a number one receiver for the Jets, has a quad injury. He did not practice. C.J. Mosley, starting linebacker, back injury. (laughs) Sheldon Rank is a guy you you guys know well, did not practice. Um, And then at the tight end position, a guy locked on Jets fans know very well, Ryan Griffin, a guy I complain about (laughs) very frequently on locked on Jets for his lack of production, his lack of playmaking ability, his lack of blocking. But he's currently the starting tight end for the team. He missed practice with a quad injury. Trevon Wesco 
guy who would be his backup in this practice. Oh no! With a, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it is it is a tough situation for the Jets. In addition to that, you had John Franklin Myers, a starting defensive end, who at least practiced, but he was limited with a hip injury. So this is a banged up Jets Oof, team. A so lot going on. That is a lot of injuries for the Jets. So my goodness, I yeah, you it, know. It was funny, Ross, because I looked at this and we, we were talking and I before we started recording, I looked at the injury report. I'm like, oh, my goodness. How, when did all these guys get hurt? <laughs> it's a wild, wild season for injuries. Of course, New Orleans Saints dealing with uh, a ton themselves. When they get into this game, John, or once they get through this game, rather, they'll be over 80 games missed by starters alone combined throughout this season. And I guess that would be sort of the biggest piece of the story right now for the New Orleans Saints as well. But finally, 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 it's actually good news on the injury front for the New Orleans Saints. So while you highlight the New York Jets dealing with a lot of different injuries, the New Orleans Saints on the same day that they send Mark Ingram to the COVID-19 reserve list, making him very likely unavailable for this Jets game, they do get a full participation day out of superstar running back Alvin Kamara. So unless there's some kind of a setback, thing crossing our fingers here, uh, we should expect to see Alvin Kamara back for that New York Jets matchup. And there's the potential to also get Teron Armstead back, who is limited. He didn't participate in practice at all last week, but was still someone that was uh, questionable for that matchup up against the Dallas Cowboys now 10 days later by the time we get to this game on Sunday. So maybe some good news there trending for Teron Armstead and the Saints going to probably be without Cameron Jordan on the defensive side as well. So they get uh, Marcus Davenport back, hopefully here. He was back limited at practice on Wednesday. It would be great to have him back. So a little bit of give and take for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to their injury report, which has kind of been the story all season. The other injury news to follow would be, of course, Taysom Hill's finger on his throwing hand. What's that going to look like? He mentioned he's having some trouble getting a grip on the ball, not really getting the same velocity. So he's going to have to kind of figure out exactly what they're going to do in terms of getting the ball out of his hands quickly throughout this matchup. Ross, I'll tell you, I've been following the New York Jets for 30 years, and the second Camaro went down, I could have told you he'd be back for the game against the Jets. That would be his first I, game back. I that's cannot the, the tell you, I cannot tell you how much that is a mood for me and all New Orleans Saints fans as well. I understand a hundred percent what you're saying. <laughs> it, it, you just, just, just can't catch a break. I mean, listen, Camaro's a great. Camaro's actually one of my favorite players. So, mm-hmm. as a, the football fan in me is glad to see him back. The Jets fan in me is saying, you know. Take another week. Make sure you're really okay when you get back. For sure. Look, there are a lot of times where like New York, New Orleans Saints fans will see a uh, an injury report, particularly wide receivers. Wide receivers always find their way back in the lineup. Allen Robinson last year didn't practice all week uh, before the the Saints game with a concussion. And you have to go through all of these different pieces of protocols in order to get back on the field, one of which is practicing. And he didn't practice and somehow was back to play against the New Orleans Saints. A lot of Saints fans just uh, just really, really felt where you were coming from there, John. <laughs> oh, so what you're telling me is all these guys on the injury report today will play on Sunday. So Listen. We, Elijah Moore, we don't have to worry about Elijah Moore. He'll be in there. <laughs> Listen, I would not be surprised at this point. Uh, man, look, I, I think this is going to be a very, very fun matchup. There's going to be a lot of different players to watch in this one. We're going to talk about different matchups, individual matchups to watch here, position groups, players matching up with one another here in just a moment as we continue on with this Crossover Thursday episode. But I'm really excited to talk about one thing in particular, which is going to be one of these defensive lines could end up deciding the game. A little bit of Jekyll and Hyde conversation coming up for you as we continue on with this Crossover Thursday here, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team 
every day. And as, or rather before we get to that, I want to make sure that I'm telling you all about our friends over at Stat Hero. Listen, I am one of those people that commits to uh, you know, the the weekly grind of full-on fantasy uh, uh, leagues all the time and then drops off by the time it gets to week 10. So I have shifted my focus a little bit more over to daily fantasy and I have absolutely fallen in love with Stat Hero. And here's why. There's a, something really specific about it because it's a first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head matchup with winner-take-all. And here's the part that's really interesting. Stat Hero actually shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team that you want to face one on one. So you get the opportunity to actually build a team against a team. None of these like spreadsheet heroes or anything like that where you're playing against a bunch of like non-transparent uh, lineups that are out there and you're matching up with millions of lineups. In this case, it's one on one, it's head to head, it's a ton of fun. So if you want to check it out, I highly recommend it. Stat hero.com slash locked on is where you want to go and use the promo code locked on so you can get a 100% deposit bonus. That's that hero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for that 100% match. That is stat hero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, we're continuing on with this Crossover Thursday episode. That's John Butchko, host of Locked on Jets. I'm Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints, getting in this preview for the New York Jets up against the New Orleans Saints. As the New York Jets will be hosting this game, let's start with you, John. When we're talking about key matchups to watch, what is a big matchup that you're watching in this one? You know, I think no matter who the Jets opponent would be, it's going to be this this Jets defensive line against the opponent's offensive line. And mm, let me tell you why trenches. I say that. <laughs> the Jets have won three games this year. In two of those games, the driving force has absolutely been the defensive line dominating. It, a couple of weeks ago against the Houston Texans, they held the Texans to 45 yards in the second half because they dominated the trenches. A little while back, they beat the Titans in overtime. The defensive line took that game over completely. This defense has had a lot of issues, and there are talent deficits almost across the board. The mm-hmm. secondary has a lot of very young, inexperienced corners, and not just young and inexperienced corners, but they don't have anybody who was a high draft pick. So you, you don't even have like a great draft pedigree where you, mm-hmm. people said this is a big time talent. Now, they, they do have a guy, Bryce Hall, fifth round pick last year out of Virginia, who could have gone higher, but had some issues with an injury that ended his college career. And because of the pandemic, he was not able to do team visits where the doctors could look at him. He could have gone higher, but this is not a secondary with a ton of talent. Both starting safeties are out for the year. Jets are playing guys who just aren't that great. You have Ashton Davis, who was a third round pick a year ago, but I think he's been very disappointing. And the other safety spots have been kind of a revolving door of guys who may struggle to find another NFL home if the Jets ever let them go. Mm-hmm. The linebacker position, I mentioned Mosley's been on the injury report, so we don't really know what his status is going to be. Mosley's been very up and down this season. You have Quincy Williams, who's he's done better than people would expect a waiver wire pickup to do, but he's got issues in coverage, and he doesn't have a ton of range, which is really necessary in the Jets' system. The defensive line is where the talent is on this unit. Now, they lost Carl Lawson in, in uh, preseason, 
an injury in a joint practice with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. He was a key player that was expected to do big things for this defense. He was their big free agent signing on that side of the ball. But you still have talent. You have a guy I mentioned, John Franklin Myers. You have Quinnen Williams, who was the third overall pick a couple of years ago. You have a guy, Foley Fatukasi, who has struggled a bit this year, but was an excellent nose tackle the two previous seasons. You have Sheldon Rankins again. He was on the injury report as well, so we don't really know his status. You guys know he's got talent. These guys have been inconsistent. And if you look at the games, the Jets have had issues. Yes, they've been beaten in coverage. Yes, the linebackers have sometimes filled the wrong gaps. But those are things you'd expect. This defense was built for the line to kind of hover, uh, cover their weaknesses, mm-hmm. kind of mask their deficiencies. And there have been too many times where that has not happened, where they've been pushed around. Now, the line's expected to do a lot. Sometimes they're, they'll two-gap. Sometimes they'll be, be supposed to take on double teams. They've been pushed around too frequently when that's happened. But in the games where they've shown up, in the games where they played up to their potential, and again, this is the one unit on the roster where they have talent. And the way Robert Sala builds his defense, their focus is putting on resources to build up the defensive line. If they play up to their potential, I mean, I don't know that they're going to dominate the way they did against the Houston Texans. The mm-hmm. t- Saints are obviously a more talented team, but they can keep the Jets in this game and they can kind of hide some of the issues that the Jets have behind them. So, Ross, let me ask you, what do you think the key matchup is for the Saints in this game? Yeah, look, I, th- I think there's a couple of things that I'll, I, I want to highlight. Uh, first, I, I do want to mention in, in terms of that defensive line for the, the New York Jets. The, you know, look, the New Orleans Saints allowed 10 pressures on the interior alone up against the Dallas Cowboys last week, and that was an injured defensive line as well. So definitely something to watch out for because the Saints offensive line has been injured. Hopefully they can get Teron Armstead. Maybe even Ryan Ramchick back, but he didn't participate in Wednesday's practice, so we'll see what happens there. But here's the big matchup that I want to highlight. And you know, part of me wants to go CJ Mosley and Alvin Kamara, but I think we're going to talk more Alvin Kamara in a little bit. But for me, it's going to be these the, the, the Saints passing game, passing offense versus the passing defense of the New York Jets. Now, look, the New York Jets give up a ton of yardage, right? On the defensive side, they're 32nd in the NFL in terms of total yardage. They're up there in terms of passing yardage. They're not as far down. But for the New Orleans Saints, it's an offense that has been hovering around the bottom of the league and generating passing yardage as well. So can they get a little bit of a boost in this game? It's going to be hard because that's going to be offset by Taysom Hill's, I guess, hand health, right? Is he able to throw the ball? Is he able to get some spin on it? Is he able to do what he needs to do? Or is this offense going to condense a little bit and exist closer to the line of scrimmage and rely on players to be impactful after the catch, which might be a little hard with Deontay Harris suspended for the next three games. So they're going to be relying on guys like Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, and there seems to be a little bit of rumble that Aesop Winston is going to end up being uh, elevated from the practice squad to play in this game as well. He has not played at all this season. He had a nice uh, connection with Jameis Winston over the course of training camp. Jameis called him his cousin because they share the same last name. They ain't really cousins though, but they was having fun. And so we might see Aesop Winston actually get out on the field here to give a little bit of speed. Maybe Malcolm Perry, somebody that got signed actually from the Dolphins, a division rival. So there's some interesting things here that the Saints might have to do in order to produce in the passing game. And I'm really, really interested to see if they're going to be able to capitalize on anything that they have available because they've really come up short in that category all season. Aesop Winston, that's a great name. Isn't it great? That's the best (laughs) name either team has. I got to give them that one. (laughs) Maybe maybe come up for the practice squad, but that is a Hall of Fame level name, I think. (laughs) Well, we'll hope for a Hall of Fame level performance from him too, because I got to tell you, this Saints passing offense... I mean, it, it, it struggled and some of it has to do with the fact that, you know, your, your QB1 
ended up have being out for the season beginning in week seven, right? With Jameis Winston getting injured, and then you've had to rely on Trevor Simeon, somebody that the Jets know at least three passing attempts well, right? Uh, and then now you've gone to Taysom Hill who has his finger injury. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they try to capitalize on what they can get. Trevor Simeon, a very distinguished Jets career. Actually, on another matter, Ross and I were chatting over the weekend, and I had to look up the, the stats for Trevor Simeon's Jets career. Three for six, three yards. So Oof. each morning when you go out to pick up your newspaper, if you walk 10 feet from your house, <laughs> you've walked further than Trevor Simeon threw during his Jets career as quarterback. <laughs> that is absolutely outstanding. There you go. There's an achievement for everybody in the morning for you, for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about quarterbacks a lot more in this one, but we ain't going to focus on Trevor Simeon very much. But we do have the battle of BYU here. Zach Wilson up against Taysom Hill. These two guys could potentially decide the uh, the, the results of this game. So we're going to talk about what each of these teams has to do to get a win in this matchup coming up on Sunday. So we got that coming up for you as we continue on with this Thursday crossover edition, Locked on Jets, Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I have got to tell you, I'm so excited about the Super Bowl less than 100 days away, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And I want to tell you about the official hospitality partner of the NFL on location. It's the only place for you to be able to score once in a lifetime Super Bowl tickets as well as experience packages that allow you to select your exact seats. You don't have to be the luck of the draw or end up buying this package and end up sitting up in the nosebleed. You can pick exactly where you want to sit. You also get to choose from a bunch of elite experiences around the city of Los Angeles as well, including an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends. You'd also enjoy some five-star LA hotels and you're not going to have to worry about going hungry because you're going to get food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Lots of great stuff for you to check out over at On Location, uh, over with On Location. If you want to check it out, Make sure you visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information on this incredible deal and what they have to offer. You could also search Super Bowl On Location in your favorite searching platform as well. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl On Location. Today, Ross and I are providing you information on the Jets and the Saints. Hopefully, we'll give you good information, and you should know that Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Again, that's Locked On, one word with no space. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's get it, everybody. Wrapping up this Locked On crossover, Locked On Jets, Locked On Saints, getting you ready for this Jets and Saints matchup on Sunday. You heard about our friends over at betonline.ag. John, in this game, the New Orleans Saints actually favored on the road. It's shocking right now because we haven't really seen that from the Saints here recently, but they're favored minus five. So let's talk about what the Saints have to do to get a win. Let's talk about what the Jets have to do to get a win in this one. What are some of the keys to victory? One offense, one defense for these Jets. 
Well, I'll give you on offense. Zach Wilson needs to play efficiently. I mentioned a little bit earlier that I saw some progress from him last week. And one thing that's been an issue for Wilson through the season is that he just tries to do too much. Mm. And this goes back to his BYU days. Mm-hmm. I think that he was, a, he was a guy who made a lot of big plays. And I think he got away with a lot of throws last year that he wasn't going to get away with in the NFL. He was playing against college-level defenders who really did not have the ball skills that NFL corners and safeties have. And it's been a learning curve. And I think one of the things Zach has struggled with this season is just Sometimes you need to take what the defense gives you. That seven-yard hitch is open, just hit it and move forward. And I think we're beginning to see him do that. Now, he got into a little bit of a slump last week, and he took a few sacks he should not have taken. I guess the question is, can Zach Wilson take the next step forward, continue to play efficiently, but then add in some big plays? Because the big plays were not there. It's kind of interesting. Earlier in the season, Wilson was maybe trying to make the big play too frequently. Last weekend, I, and I liked what I saw. I liked the fact that he was willing to take what the defense gave him. But there were some shots that were open that maybe he was a little hesitant to pull the trigger. So mm-hmm. I think with Wilson, a lot of it's about finding the balance. Now I'm actually going to go special teams. Ooh, I, I love it. Are you okay with this? Because yes, the Jets, it's locked the Jets on special a, teams. That's what I'm the all Jets about. Have a new, the Jets <laughs> have a new kicker this week, Eddie Pinheiro. He's the third kicker in three weeks. Matt Amendola had been the Jets kicker prior to last week and very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Last week, they brought in Alex Kessman, a kicker from Pittsburgh, in the practice squad. I don't know if you saw the score of the Jets game. <laughs> Jets lost 33-18. to 18. They had 18 points because they had three touchdowns, and they did not add an extra point. Yikes. Kessman missed both extra points, and then the third time, they just said, this guy can't make an extra point, so we're going for two, <laughs> so they missed it. I don't even know if that's ever happened in the NFL before. Like, I, 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 I'm actually interested to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> it has because it happened to the Saints earlier this season. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about kickers? We can talk I mean, about kickers. Three touchdowns, eighteen points. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, so, do the Jets have a kicker who can kick the ball through the uprights? And this is something people are getting sick of me ranting about how the Jets can't find a kicker on Lockdown Jets. But can this? Can any? Listen, at least the Jets finally, after three years, got a kicker who at least has some degree of track record of success in the NFL because Pinero right. was like okay with the Bears a couple of years ago. So have the Jets finally found their kicker? You know, a, a defense I could go, you know, defensive line, I could go, you know, can Bryce Hall, can, you know, can maybe they make a big play. The Jets haven't really mm-hmm. turned anybody over this year. But no, I'm focused on the kicker because yeah. I want to stop ranting about the kicker. I, my <laughs> listeners are tired of hearing me rant about the kicker. So hopefully we get that past us. But Ross, let me turn it over to you. What are the keys you see for the Saints? Well, here, let me let me commiserate with you about field goals and, and extra points for a moment. Up against the Tennessee Titans, the New Orleans Saints scored a touchdown in the second quarter. Brian Johnson missed the extra point. Then they scored a touchdown in the third quarter. Brian Johnson missed the extra point. Brian Johnson kicked a good field goal in the fourth quarter from 20 yards out. And then the New Orleans Saints score a touchdown in the fourth quarter and they go for two and the attempt fails. So basically outside of the extra field goal that they did get from Brian Johnson, the exact same rhythm of that 17-point game, or that 18-point game, rather, for the New York Jets. So, look, we we can commiserate about kickers and special teams for hours. I promise you that. <laughs> it's going right, to be eighteen. It's going to be an eighteen eighteen tie. Is what <laughs> right, I'm hearing. That's exactly right. They're working on it. They're working. I try to find somebody. All right, let's talk a little bit about. Um, let me answer. Actually, answer your question here. Uh, when it comes to what the Saints have to do, you know, like we mentioned, it's a battle of BYU, right? We've got Zach Wilson. Uh, with the Jets, we've got uh, Taysom Hill with the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill is going to be a big key. And if Taysom Hill has a good game here and he's a little bit more efficient than what we saw 
last week. He struggled a bit last week in terms of being able to string together uh, completions and things like that. Some of that had to do with the finger, but also some of it just simply had to do with ball placement issues, anticipation issues, some of the things that we've commonly seen from Taysom Hill. He completed only 19 passes out of 41 total attempts. So that was only, I mean, that was less than 50%. And then of course he threw four interceptions. So a big key here is going to be the fact that the uh, New York Jets right now are at the bottom of the league or very close to the bottom of the league in takeaways, but they're at the bottom of the league when it comes to giveaways. So the Saints have to be able to take advantage of that. And the Saints offense, if the defense is able to get those turnovers, has to be able to cash in, which is something that they've struggled with so far scoring points off of turnovers, particularly over the course of this five-game losing streak. So that's my offensive and defensive key, is on the defensive side, you have to generate turnovers. On the offensive side, you have to hold on to the ball. And when you get those turnovers, make sure that you're able to cash in with them. Being able to attack in the red zone with Alvin Kamara should help the Saints. They stalled out quite a bit getting into opposing territory up against the Dallas Cowboys. So that's going to be a big deal for them in this one. Uh, think that that's pretty accurate and it pains me to hear about the Jets turnover situation because I've been living it all year it's the yeah defense sorry that just, to bring it, it up <laughs> no I mean it's, it's it's true though I mean the Jets let me give you the stat of the day the yeah there we the go day let's get the, the stat the, of the day in the Jets defensive line has more interceptions than their corners this year oh no that that's that shows you the caliber of the secondary the Jets have shown this so far this season hey hey you don't talk bad about Justin Hardy all right everybody in New Orleans loves Justin Hardy <laughs> But hey, maybe Sheldon Rankins gets one of those interceptions too. Let's let, but not this week, please. Let's let's not. No more defensive line interceptions for opposing teams for when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. All right, let's play a little bit of either or. This is gonna be a little fun. Something we just decided. You know, John and I are fun guys. We wanted to do something a little fun. So we've got three questions here. We'll go a little bit of either or here. So either or, uh, who gets the highest completion percentage in this game? Either Taysom Hill or Zach Wilson. I got to go with Zach Wilson. I mean, mm. This season's just been so depressing for the Jets that <laughs> at any time I can find some light for Zach Wilson. And really, all you're focused on right now, if you're the Jets fan, is will Zach Wilson develop? Because that can like kind of salvage the season. So right. I don't have any good rationale for it. Maybe Taysom Hill's finger could help along yeah. those lines, but I'm going Zach Wilson. Yeah, 58% completion percentage so far on the season for Zach Wilson. Let's just say less than that for Taysom Hill thus far. Um I'm actually going to go Taysom Hill, and it's because of the finger. Here, here's here's my thinking. The finger is going to end up probably dropping the volume in the passing game a little bit, and it's going to condense the passing game a bit if they do go with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Remember, there's still a chance that this thing gets so bad that they don't go with Taysom Hill. But if they go with Taysom Hill, I think they're going to condense the offense a little bit. It's going to drop the volume of passing unless the Saints get to trailing, and then it's going to keep all of the passes within nine yards, 10 yards, things like that. So I think that could work in Taysom Hill's favor in terms of completion percentage, even if the yardage isn't all the way up. So that's me trying to create the rationale there. But what we know Taysom Hill is going to do is run, right? We know he's going to do that if he's in there. And they're also going to try to run with Alvin Kamara. So either or here, who's going to have the most rushing yards, Taysom Hill or Alvin Kamara? Oh, Kamara is going to feast on this Jets defense. I, oh. I have a bad feeling. <laughs> I mean, this, this Jets run game, this Jets run defense has been awful all season long. And I, I just I dread this matchup right now. I think Kamara just has a field day. The only the only reason Kamara may have less rushing yards than Taysom Hill is that they utilize him in the receiver and get him matched up against these linebackers and safeties. Mm-hmm. They just decide they want to keep doing that because Kamara is also going to have a field day as a receiver. I mean, I'm I, I'd love to tell you I was more optimistic about this, but I think Saints fans who are listening, you're going to be very happy with what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara in this game. 
This could be a big one for him in the passing game. I, I have to agree with you, though. I think that Alvin Kamara is going to have a, a big game here, both on the ground and through the air. It's just going to be about, you know, whether or not he can hold up with the injury and things like that. But hey, he looked like he was actually performing pretty well in practice uh, before that, that Dallas Cowboys game. Then they gave him 10 days of extra rest. And so hopefully it will uh, end up working and they'll be able to capitalize on that. So I'm going to agree with you there. It's, it's Alvin Kamara for me as well. All right. Well, Ross, I have one for you now. now okay. All of you listeners may or may not know, Ross is actually my boss here on the Lockdown <laughs> Podcast Network. So you can send him all the emails. How in God's name have you not fired this guy, Jets fans? <laughs> but on that note, if the Jets somehow beat the Saints here, will it be less than one hour or more than one hour after the game when you do fire me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, John, I brought you here to talk for a reason. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will definitely say more than one hour because. I don't think I'm ever firing you, John. You're fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you, Ross. I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. This was such a fun episode to go through and lots of great information here. Very comprehensive look at the New Orleans Saints traveling to take on the New York Jets. Going to be uh, a big matchup this weekend and a fun one to watch. So thanks, as always, for making this Locked On Crossover Thursday edition. Locked On Jets, Locked On Saints, your first listen of the day. For John Butchko, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you tune in for tomorrow's episode of both of our shows so that you can know exactly everything you need to know heading into the Sunday matchup. For your second listen today, though, make sure that you check out Locked On Bets. Go ahead and win yourself some money this weekend with the great advice that you'll get from your boy Q as well as handicapping expert Lee Sterling. We appreciate you as always for your support and for being here with us. Don't forget that Locked On, we're bringing you your team every day. Every single Monday through Friday, available across all platforms, including on YouTube as well. We'll see you here again soon. And thanks again for joining us.